Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Welcome to the ASHP Pharmacy Leadership Podcast, hosted by the Pharmacy Administration and Leadership Residents Collaborative, or PALRC. My name is Jake Noble, PGY1 HSPAL Pharmacy Resident at Mayo Clinic, and I sincerely appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to join us. This series is dedicated to exploring various career topics with pharmacy leaders from across the nation. In today's episode, we have a dynamic discussion on job applications featuring Dr. Ellie Glazier, a PGY1 HSPAL pharmacy resident at Vanderbilt University Medical Center, Dr. Aaron Boswell, Director of Acute Care Pharmacy at University Health, and Dr. Heather Dalton, Specialty Pharmacy Manager at Freightert Health. Navigating the ever-evolving landscape of job applications in the pharmacy profession can be challenging. Through this discussion, Dr. Glazier, Dr. Boswell, and Dr. Dalton will share their insights and leadership pearls when it comes to residents gearing up to apply for positions or an individual eyeing a well-deserved promotion. This episode will deliver valuable information to help guide you through the intricacies of the application process. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the discussion. Thank you so much for that introduction, Jake. I will get us started with our first question. What tips do you have for someone beginning the job search? How far in advance should an applicant begin looking for jobs? Yeah, I can take this one. Thanks, Ellie, and thanks, Jake, for the great introduction. Um, Yeah, I think this is a good question to, to start thinking about as you're in the beginning of your journey. And I would say the number one tip that I have for someone at the very beginning of their Um, sort of job application journey is to really leverage your connections. You know, engage your mentors and preceptors and inform them specifically of the areas of pharmacy and leadership you're most interested in. In addition to, it's helpful for them to know what geographic location you're most interested in and maybe what some of your career goals are. You know, pharmacy is such a small world that whether you're a resident or a practicing pharmacist, you're all really well connected. And so you're bound to learn what's learn the most about what positions are on the horizon from the connections that you've made so far in your journey. Um, Specifically, I would say um, for residents, when to begin, I would probably begin before mid-year. You know, mid-year and PPS both offer the opportunity to make connections and learn about positions that are posted or on the horizon, and they offer you a chance to really have an introductory interview or get your name out there to hiring leaders, so I would start then. I would say if you're a practicing pharmacist, I would maybe begin two to three months ahead of your anticipated start date or transition date into a new role. That way you give yourself plenty of time to not only invest in finding the opportunities out there, but also gives you time to interview and then give the appropriate time to your current employer to let them know that you're moving on to another role. But Erin, what about you? What are your thoughts? Yeah, thanks, Heather, and thank you, Jake and Ellie, for your um, warm introduction. Really excited to be here. Um, So I completely agree with everything Heather uh, shared. Um, In addition, my advice for someone beginning their job search is to identify what is most important to them in a job. Um, Is it the location? Is it the area of practice? Is it the institution, the specific manager? I recommend you do some introspection so that the roles you're applying to are consistent with what is most important to you at this time. 
And with that said, I think it's never too early to start looking. Um, it may feel kind of crazy to you as a resident looking for, looking at job postings in the fall um, before mid-year. You just started residency. You may not even feel like you know what you want yet. But I do recommend keeping an eye out for positions that you think are interesting, either in your preferred area of pharmacy or um, your preferred location. If it feels too early, you can always reach out to the hiring manager and ask for their plans for the position. It may be a position um, that they're able to wait and fill until you've completed your program. But if not, at least you've gotten your name out there and they can think of you when they have their next opening. And for frontline pharmacists looking to make a switch, um, similar to Heather, I recommend looking quite a bit earlier than your goal start date. The application and interview process can take longer than you think. Some organizations also require pharmacists to um, be credentialed, which can take quite a bit of time. Once you have an idea that you want to make a switch to a leadership role, I feel like it doesn't hurt to start looking at what, what is out there right away. Thank you so much for that insight. I definitely uh, wouldn't have thought about the credentialing taking part in that timeline. That can bring us into our second question. At this point in our careers, we have a lot of mentors and supervisors, both formal and informal. How should an applicant go about selecting references when applying for an administrative or managerial role for the first time? Yeah, this is a really good question too. And I can start by addressing kind of what my thoughts are and I'll hand it over to Erin again as well. Um, I would say the best advice that I have for this one is to select a reference or a mentor or preceptor who knows and loves you the absolute most. Um, I feel like picking people who can really speak to your character and your strengths in your professional life and will be willing and able to give you a positive and glowing recommendation are really who I would choose or what I would consider most when you're selecting a mentor, I know there's been advice out there that's like, pick someone from this part and someone from that part and be really specific about that. But what I've seen has has been the, the best for me is focusing on people that have been able to really get to know me in depth and be able to speak to kind of scenarios or situations where they've directly observed me kind of exemplifying leadership and what that what that means to me and, and how I've been able to show strengths in that area. But Erin, what are your thoughts? Thanks, Heather. I agree with you. Um, I think you should choose references that know you very well and that can tell your story. My one caveat with that is make sure that they are the people who you've worked with professionally. No family, friends, no neighbors, um, unless your neighbor is also your boss or coworker. Um, and also, really important, make sure you reach out to your references ahead of applying. Um, it should not be a surprise. They should, it should never surprise them when a hiring manager calls um, to get information on a candidate. Um, they should know what you're applying for and why. Thank you. I will get us kicked off with our third question. Newly graduated HSPAL residents have completed a lot within a short period of time. The longtime practitioners have a lot of accolades. What should we be sure to leverage on a job application? I can start on this one again. I would say the best thing that you can do is really leverage or highlight, to, to leverage and highlight your experience is to focus on the areas or the experiences that you've had that are very unique to you or really set you apart from other candidates. I think highlighting even an example of leadership that maybe not be, you may not think of in the traditional sense, or it, it may not be an experience in your traditional pharmacy space or in your current role, but it may be in an extracurricular activity, a committee, or a, you know, association or organization. 
I think it's it's important to to not leave those out. You know, hiring leaders are looking for well-rounded individuals with strong examples of leadership. So if you're thinking in your head, okay, I have a great example, but it wasn't directly in my current position or it's not tied specifically to the pharmacy department. If it's a great example of how you showed leadership, then I think you still highlight that and that can set you apart on an application. I love that advice. Thanks so much. Erin, do you have anything that you want to add? Yeah, absolutely. So hiring managers are very busy. So I think you need to connect the dots for them. Um, Make it very clear why your past experiences, your current position, and your future goals make you the perfect fit for the position. If a cover letter is required, while that may feel kind of like a stuffy formality, I think it's a really important tool to highlight the experiences that Heather just mentioned, the ones that are particularly applicable to the job or to leadership in general especially if it's not clear from those titles what all you did and why it's relevant to the job. I think a cover letter um, doesn't need to be long, and it shouldn't be a list of everything that's on your CV. And if there's no place for a cover letter, then I recommend reaching out directly to the hiring manager. It's completely appropriate to send them a short email connecting the dots and notifying them of your interest. You will have the opportunity to tell your full story in an interview, but you have to get to the interview first. So I feel like this is an important step to not get lost in the shuffle. Thank you so much for discussing cover letters. I think another area that really has a lot of questions is CVs. So CVs look a little different in an administrative role. Should people be including clinical rotations? What about APPE rotations and pre-licensure achievements and publications? Thanks, Ellie. I'll start with this one. Um, So I think this really depends on what stage you're at in your career. For residents looking for administrative jobs, I think you should definitely include your clinical rotations from residency. Listing your clinical rotations not only describes the important experiences that you've had and why that would make you a good leader of clinicians, um, but it also provides an opportunity for hiring managers to see names of your preceptors. Like Heather mentioned at the beginning, pharmacy is a very small world, and so seeing the name of a former classmate or colleague on your CV might work in your favor. And then I think for um, frontline pharmacists looking to move into a leadership role, um, if you've been in your job longer than a year or so, I would recommend removing rotations from your CV. Um, Your work experience at that point should speak to your clinical abilities. And then for both residents and for frontline pharmacists, I recommend only including APPE rotations that are truly unusual, stand out, or influential to your decision in pursuing this job. Don't bury all of your impressive accomplishments in pages and pages of rotations. I think that's really important. Heather, what about you? Do you have anything to add? Yeah, honestly, Erin, I feel like you you nailed it with your answer, but I'll just share, you know, or add, in my opinion, I believe the clinical rotations are super valuable as well. Um, every rotation or experience that you go through offers you an additional perspective, insight, or knowledge that you may need to leverage in your role as a leader, and I think it's important to include that. So I would keep those clinical rotations on your CV to highlight that. Um, As far as APPE and pre-licensure achievements, I totally agree with what Erin said. I would keep these concise or only highlight experiences that were exemplary examples of leadership or directly applicable to the position that you're applying for. Thank you both. I love that call out that pharmacy is such a small world. That is so true and definitely something um, to be sure to leverage. So I know that job application process can be really stressful and you're always worried about doing the wrong thing. So what is a major faux pas or red flag in an application that people should be on the lookout for? Yeah, I can take this one first. 
I think from my experience, what I feel the biggest red flag is like lack of attention to detail in general, like making easy grammar mistakes or spelling mistakes. And even like, you know, if you have several applications that you're applying to, making sure that the naming and the position and the organization name is all correct on there. So not having like, I guess, a clean application or a really well detailed thought out application is probably my biggest one. And I think my biggest advice for that is just slow down, read and reread your application before submitting it and even have, you know, a mentor or colleague help you along with that application process and give you that kind of, you know, reread of the application if they need to before you submit it. So, so you know, it's really polished and clean. Heather, I think that's great advice. Um, another red flag from my perspective is when um, you see an application that's not tailored to the position that, that the candidate is applying for. Um, so for example, maybe the cover letter says, I'm passionate about providing access to limited distribution specialty medications to patients, but the position is an inpatient operations manager. To me, this just doesn't feel consistent. And whether it's true or not, the hiring manager will make assumptions about you and, and assumptions that you may not be serious about the role. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank you both so much for your time today. For our final question, can you close us out with either a tip for new HSPAL graduates looking for their first administrative role or a tip for frontline pharmacists looking to apply for managerial roles within their institution? Yeah, I can start on this one as well. Um, I feel like the best tip that I have received and I still try and incorporate into my own practice when I'm looking for new opportunities is not shying away from something that you feel like maybe you don't feel 100% qualified for. I think just because you don't meet maybe 100% of every single word in that job description doesn't mean that you're not qualified or the best fit for that position. And honestly, the worst that can happen is you don't get an interview or you don't get the job. And um, if you don't apply, then you may miss out on that opportunity. And who knows, you may be the best person suited for that role. So I think that's probably my, my biggest tip. And then um, also something that I feel like is really important is reaching out to a hiring leader to express strong interest. You know, hiring in health systems especially can be a super complex, really drawn out process. And a lot of that process does happen on the HR side. So I think reaching out to that hiring leader, letting them know you're interested and putting your name on their radar can really help move that application along. Erin, what tip would you like to share with us? Yeah, thanks, Ellie. I absolutely agree with Heather. Um, my biggest piece of advice is don't sell yourself short. There is a projected leadership shortage in health system pharmacy over the course of the next several years. And so with that, uh, I believe that opportunities might present themselves that you never considered or thought wouldn't present themselves for many, many years into your career. And so my advice is to raise your hand when those unexpected or accelerated opportunities present, whether you feel ready or not. You can do it and you have the education, the skills, the mentors, and the resources through ASHP to do this. Thank you both so much for all of your advice today. I really appreciate you taking the time to answer these questions with us. And with that, I will pass it back to Dr. Jake Noble to close us out. Thank you to Dr. Ellie Glazier and Dr. Heather Dalton and Dr. Aaron Boswell for their excellent conversation surrounding the job application process. Tune in for our next podcast hosted by Pal RC when we talk about job interviews with Dr. Brooke Patterson and his special guests. Thank you for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, 
be sure to subscribe to the at ASHP official podcast. Thank you for listening to ASHP official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP.